0: Welcome back to Scriptures of Commentary. I'm the mom, Linda Weiniger, and I'm going to be reading today from my note cards from General Conference. Um, the General Conference from October 2023. It was so great. We were all at home. We were able to uh, snuggle and write and take notes and eat really delicious food and, um, and be edified and learn awesome things and have our spirits renewed. So anyways, these are some of the things that stood out to me. And I took notes on three by five cards this time. I did not have my iPad. It was not working well for me. So these are gonna be a little out of order. <laughs> um, but you know, what's kind of cool about these is that they, these are talks in and of themselves. Like if I were to like, let's bust out a lesson, a family meeting lesson, boom, I have a card. And I can point out all the things that stood out to me from that talk right away. So, I guess it's kind of nice also. Don't do that, Flora. Thanks. Okay, so, I'll probably be going backwards. Let's go backwards. Or let's just start from President Nelson's talk because President Nelson's talk was the most important. So, if you don't listen to anything else that I say, that will be the best one to listen to. So, President Nelson said... That he has given more than 100 journal conference talks standing, and that he was hoping we'd be okay with him sitting for this one talk. (laughs) I thought that was so cute. Um, Then, this is his 100th year of living. He's had his 99th birthday, and yeah, that's Mr. Lion. And this is what he has learned from nearly a century of living. Isn't that? That's just so wild to me. And he, and just to prove it, he said that back in the day he used to get paid $15 in a month, $15 a month for working. Can you even imagine trying to do that, trying to work for fit? People don't even work for $15 an hour now. People think that's like not even that much money. Okay, so anyway, that's just an example of like how long he's lived. Okay, um, and he said that Heavenly Father's plan is fabulous and that what we do here on earth really matters and that jesus christ makes heavenly father's plan possible and the same things that will make our mortal life better are going to make our life after we die better too i love that concept like the fact that like what i'm doing now is making my future life my future eternal life better means the world to me because it means like I'm not just wasting my time because I hate wasting my time, right? Um, And his, if you could summarize his talk or the whole general conference in two words, it is think celestial. And thinking celestial is so key for us to remember because everything can be put into perspective if we are to think celestial, right? So we need to be spiritually minded. Uh, mortality is a master class of choosing wisely, of choosing good things. Um, we, it, and so when we think celestial, we think three things. where About where we're going, about what kind of things I'm doing with my body, and who I want to be with. Okay, so if I'm thinking of... Those three things, it's going to make a huge difference in my life, okay? Then, uh, make the celestial kingdom your eternal goal. How, where, and with whom actually is going to matter. Do we want to be with forever? So think about those things. How, where, and with whom. Um, And put Jesus Christ first in your life. Think celestial no matter what. Uh, He said that, One, a couple people in his, when he was like working or doing things, his colleagues would think that he had too much temple in him. And that he said that that has actually improved his life. It has enhanced his career to think celestial. And I love that because I'm always talking about how God cares about the things we care about. And he cares about our skills and talents and how we're serving those around us. And our skills and talents, our our career or our work. And we can use those things to bless people's lives, right? It's not just doctors and surgeons who can bless people's lives, but everyone can bless people's lives. Um, We can all be contributors of helping each other come back to Jesus Christ. Um, Okay, and then... Uh, have like our prayers need to improve we need to have living discussions with Heavenly Father I loved the way that he describes that like a prayer can be a living discussion with Jesus Christ that's a donkey you need help with that oh with what put him in the bath okay you can put him in the bath sure I'm going to keep walking because I'm I'm finishing up talking about general conference, Kate. Okay? But since it's not till bath time, we don't need to worry about it until just um, a little bit before bath. So you can put it in there if you want or like you can put it in there right now or you can put it in there later. And then he talked about our addictions and how our obsession will become our God. So if we are... Um, Obsessed with things or have an addiction to things. Those will become our God. And don't let our addictions rob us from our relationship with God. So that is what Satan's trying to do. He's trying to um, create those addictions in our lives. And convince us that that's who we need or what we need. But we don't actually need those um, in our lives. Because we actually need God in our life. And so... We're easily distracted when we're not putting God first and have those addictions because we're running to our addictions instead of running to to Christ. Um, and he talked about how, the, how immorality, that's the word I was looking for in the other episode I couldn't figure out, but immorality, meaning sexually impure, uh, being sexually impure is the quickest way to rob us of our testimony. That is Satan's trick. There's like, Quickest way to have the Spirit come into your life, which is singing a hymn, right? But then the fastest way to lose your testimony is to be immoral, to have sexual sin in our lives, and so he urged us to repent of those and to uh, come unto Christ. You know, in these latter days, some are going to depart, and he said, he said that, and I was like, you know, it's true, some are, but we can't let. Others departing bring us with them. Like, it's everybody's choice. God has given us the freedom to choose. And when someone chooses to depart, that doesn't mean we need to choose to depart also. So we need to remember that, and he said that we have to remember that there is no end to the adversary's deception. No end to it. If there's no end to his deception, he's pulling out all the stops. So how are we going to pull out all this stuff? How are we going to fight back? And how we're going to fight back, as President Nelson told us, is to think celestial. And he says to do the spiritual work, to gain your testimony, and build a relationship with Jesus Christ. And he talked about how tithing is all about faith and not about money. And temple time. And then he announced 20 new temples. Can you believe it? And two of them are going to be in Peru. And I'm like, that's so crazy. So anyway, that's President Nelson's talk. And you could just have listened to President Nelson's talk because maybe it's probably about the same amount of time that this has been. <laughs> but we'll summarize all the rest of the talks. Um, some of the things that I was thinking about, though, during before General Conference um, were how I spoke about how, you know, they don't have time to tell us. All the good things that we've done, and to be proud of us, and to be like, oh, you did a great job, blah, 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 you know, and you're doing so good in this and this and this. Warm fuzzies, right? They don't have time during general conference. They only have nine hours to be with us, and they're not gonna focus on all the things we've already done and try to make us feel good. They're trying to help us progress, they're trying to help us move forward. So, and it, like, honestly, it's more, it matters more where we're going and not where we've come from, right? Um, and so that's more important to them than our past so i think that's good news for us because um it means that we there's still hope for us always there's always hope but i think it's awesome that putting that together makes more sense like that hey you know if they're not going to talk about all the things that i've done that are wrong and they just want me to choose the right from now from now on And repent, you know, repent and move forward. And I think that's just powerful message that that's what Christ can do in our life. Okay. Um, so, but it was interesting that that's how I was thinking earlier. And then Elder Bednar is the first one to speak. And he talks about all the fun, all er, fun, all the good things that we've done and thanks us for being amazing. And, and making us feel warm and fuzzy. And I was just like, okay, that's hilarious that he just said that. (laughs) And it's it's interesting that I don't necessarily write down all of the things that I'm thinking about or answers that I need um, before General Conference, but somehow throughout General Conference, I'm like, how did they know that these are the things I've been thinking about? How did they know these are the things that we're struggling with or that we needed to hear? And it's just so such a powerful testimony to me that God knows us. That he loves us, that he hears us, and and that, that we matter to him. Um, and then something else uh, I remember um, talking about how, how some people um, were not sure of or how God has changed throughout their life, where... God used to be a mean God and now there's like new information that he's not mean and how I talked to and how I said that it's not new information that he's not mean he's never been mean it was just our relationship with him was so new that we didn't know him and that we need to that we need to be consistent about having a relationship with him in order to know him the more we know God, the more we have a relationship with Him. The more we can see His character. It's not, and the more time that you spend with someone, the more you know who they are. It's not that they're mean. <laughs> and so, and I love that. That was another talk that was early on in the in uh, in our general conference experience, and I was just like floored by the fact that that was also addressed and how, um, I think it was uh, Robert M. Danes. I really liked his talk. He said that covenants are the shape of God's embrace. And it's so true. Um, it's not of it's covenants are not there to restrict us or to show us that he hates us and trying to keep us from having fun. So anyways, okay. I'm going to read some things so that we can Remember, and I still have some talks that I didn't get to listen to, so there's that, okay? Um, okay, Elder Cook said, bear one another's burdens. He talks about um, peacemakers and peaceable followers of Christ, and our heavenly destiny is not hindered when we suffer adversity. Right? Like, just because we... Trials happen to us or we're going through a hard time does not mean that our heavenly destiny is hindered by it. It just depends on how we react towards what's happening to us that can, those choices that we're making because of our situation, that can lead us away from Christ. Um, All that is unfair about life can be made right by Jesus Christ. Um, And then we can praise the Lord with prayer, music, and dancing. And we can give thanks. And that um, will help us come closer to Christ. And earth has no sorrow that heaven cannot heal. I like that. Okay, then we have Gary B. Sabin. And he was, he's awesome. Happiness. And he talked about happiness and gratitude. Happiness because of our lives and relationships. uh, Because our lives and relationships go beyond the grave. And he talked about the bullseye on the wrong target. Um, one of his kids was going to a camp and they did a bullseye and they were, and he, I guess his kid was really little. And anyways, he was concerned about how they would treat him in this camp. And so anyway, he did a bullseye on the neighbor's bullseye, not his own. And he said that they treated him like he did great and that it was a great job that he did. And they, they focused on the fact that he hit the target not that he not that his uh, aim was a little off right but that he t- hit the target um and i thought that was neat because it might it doesn't matter where we're coming from as long as we hit the target i think that's what matters um, and then look at your life through heaven's eyes and in god's eyes kindness is synonymous with greatness right oh i love that so kindness is synonymous with greatness uh, and then they talked about how they they went to the movie theater with a skunk and that was a funny story. And he loves the smell of tobacco in church. Cause it means that someone is there trying to change. And I love bringing sisters who are not active to church. It is so joyful, such a joyful experience. Um, when we can contribute to God's work that way. Um, and we need to maintain our eternal perspective, aka Thinking Celestial. And his daughter had to replace her lungs, and her friends donated their lungs um, to be able to give it to their their friend. That is like true besties right there. And then he said. That there's no way we can move with the crowd and also toward Jesus. So, super good. Okay, then we have Johnny L. Koch. Um, Alpha, Alma Alma 5 uh, is about being sufficiently humble. And when you choose not to be humble, you will get humiliation. How true that is. The world believes in the arm of flesh, but we know thats that it is by grace that we are saved. And leave it in God's hands. And do you know who you're talking to? He was the guy who said, do you know who you're talking to? Because he had that story where he was going into the his work that he owns. The, he owns this biz and he was trying to take his family and he went to drive into the gate and... The guy at the gate is like a new guy, and so he's asking for everybody's ID. And he's like, he's like, I need your ID. And he's like, oh, I don't have one, but do you know who you're talking to? And he's like, "Uh, no, don't know who I'm talking to, but you're still going to need your ID. That's how I'll know who I'm talking to. Anyway, so it was just kind of funny. And then he said that he met somebody on a plane, and that somebody on the plane was asking him, to leave it in God's hands because he was worried about something, and then he wanted—he was tempted to be like, "Do you know who you're talking to?" <laughs> so, it, so you got to be humble. That's how we're gonna learn, and how we can come closer to Christ. Um, then Tam- Tamara W. Runia, Tamara W. Runia. Um, I loved her talk. She talked about zooming out, and how people need our love more than our judgment. Zoom out and focus on the big picture. You know, I had to agree with her because I actually was talking about this, and I talk about this often, but I love being, uh, I love going, I love traveling because it helps me go into different hotels and stay there with your dad. And sometimes we're lucky enough to get into a high rise building where we're on like a high floor. And I love that because it helps me to zoom out in life, it helps me to realize that life, like my problems are not as big as they seem and that everything is not as it seems. And that, and it helps me to think celestial because I'm thinking about the big picture. And so I really liked her talk because it reinforces my, and is very validating to my desire to live in a high rise building for the rest of my life. No, I'm just kidding. Um, (laughs) Actually, but there's truth to that joke. Of course you guys know. So Anyways, um, and then she says, the people who love the longest winds, and we have earthbound point of view, but God has the overview effect. I guess that's the effect that when astronauts go outside of the earth and they get to see the earth from afar, they get that same overview effect. So I really love the fact that I have overview effect or that I really like it. Um, And I'm pretty sure that I would make an awesome astronaut because I would be, Super grateful for that view, MB. And, and it just makes you breathe. Just makes you take deep breaths. Like, oh, everything is not as it seems. I need to think celestial. Okay. Um, and she said, don't wig out. So eating the fruit by the tr- by the tree, um, don't chase after those that were trying to get to come back to us or those that are not by the tree. Don't chase after them like, because that is what Satan wants us to do, he wants us to leave the tree and chase after them and be consumed with unsurety and un um, and chaos and sadness and depression, and he wants us to think of those things. But if we can stay by the tree and just keep doing what we're doing, that they will see that, and they will come back um because we have that overview effect we have that long view we're thinking celestial so be helpful and not hurtful because um because our loved ones deserve our best um and you'll be loved for the rest of your life no matter what like that was a a phrase that i thought uh or that she said that every child needs to hear that you'll be loved for the rest of your life no matter what and that we need to um listen more Then lecture and lift people together, and stay on your knees until your prayer becomes mighty. Ooh, I liked that one. I remember that. And you don't have to stay on your knees. Remember, we talked about just kneeling is a form of uh, showing worship to God. But we don't have to kneel to pray. We can stand and pray. We can. But I think that the most important thing is to. Stay in your prayer until your prayer becomes mighty. Stay in your prayer until it becomes mighty. Or stay in communication with God until it becomes mighty. Right? And Satan tries to make us panic. He adds that panic, that restlessness, that that thing about time's running out to be who we want to be, you know? So I love that. We need to have that overview effect. Okay, and then Elder Suarez. Um, he was talking about all anti-prejudice. We are sons and daughters of God. We are all sons and daughters of God. Respect and love others. Don't judge. Love others. No one is better than another. Don't degrade or or disrespect other people because they're different than us. And he said, there is no place for prejudice, thoughts, or actions in the community of saints. Isn't that powerful? Okay, and then um, just another quote from a, a couple quotes from Elder Sabin that I was reminded of is, "We will never regret being too kind," and then you will never be happier than you are grateful. You will never be happier than you are grateful. So important for us to remember that. And then from Sister Runia, "Because of Christ, it all works out." I think that's that was the point, right, of her talk. So, and then. Uh, Ian S. Arden, he was talking about uh, Jerusalem to Jericho. And Jesus is the epitome of compassion. And he said, compassion does not require us to know them. It only requires us to love them. Isn't that powerful? That's awesome. And then Elder Alan T. Phillips was the uh, one who talked about how he left his kids somewhere. And that's super sad, right? Because we've all felt that pain from the movie uh, Home Alone. And he talked about how the joy when one is found. And he talked about how we are children of God. And knowing this instills balance and purpose in our lives. And it is not an accident. We are not an accident. We're... There is a a design, there is a designer, and I really like that. Um, And he says that you are the subject matter of all the parables. And when he said that, I was like, I never thought of it that way. But we are. If we, if he has made all these parables, all these comparisons to help us, we allowing those parables to change us the way that we know we can become the person that we need to become okay um it's not just our relationship with god that matters but also with each other and his work is our work and our journey to god is often found together and he was quoting elder gong there Um, and he is our refuge from our storms still and if an imperfect earthly father loves his son so much Because, you know, he lost him and then he found him. He's like, how much more does our father, who is perfect and, um, and has infinite love can love us. So I thought that was awesome. And then Robert M Elder, Robert M. Danes, like I said, that one was pretty good. He, I already gave you that quote, but covenants are the shape of God's embrace. He talks about, um, like mark in the scriptures he talked about marking his scriptures where he saw god's love because he was one of those who thought god was mean at first and then he got to know god through reading scriptures through prophet's voice and through apostles and other general authorities and that's how he now knows that god loves him um he, he gave the example of being face blind and sometimes we're Uh, face blind spiritually to God's face. And originally he saw his mom as a rule maker. She, she, who must be obeyed (laughs) instead of her love and her sacrifice. Um, and then the, so we can be spiritually face blind. Do we know that, do we know his rules? And do we think that God is only a rules guy? Um, Paul says, God is the, the God of all comfort. Do we know that he is the God of all comfort? I mean, if I think of comfort and I think of sitting cozy with a blanket, you know, eating ice cream, it's like all my comfort foods all in one doing the best, uh, fun thing that I like to do, which is hang out with our family and watch a movie together, right? Um, if God is the God of all comfort, he knows what makes me comfortable and he knows my comfort zone. He also knows what requires what's required of me to get out of it. Um, think more about others being loved. Um, are we only lip syncing the songs of redeeming love? And will this help people see and love Jesus Christ? If not, maybe try something else. If what we're doing helps people see and love Jesus Christ. If not, maybe try something else. We need to learn the love of the Lord. The first great commandment is to love God, but the first great truth is that He loves us, and I really like that, and I put, he had two pages. Everybody else mostly had one, one three by five card. Elder Danes had two pages. Um, President, Nelson, President Nelson had four, <laughs> um, Covenants are the shape of God's embrace. I said that to serve in this church is to stand in the river of God's love. So when we're wondering, does God love us? Serve, do something to serve others. Um, I always thank my friends for letting me feel useful to them because it helps me to know that they love me and that they need me. Um, So allow that. Restore the light of thy face. May we be vessels of his redeeming love. I love that. Like, are we bringing that water to somebody else? We're not finished until we see Jesus as the face of our father's love and follow him and not just his rules. I really love that talk. And I didn't think that I would need it because I already know, right? Right. I'm the one trying to tell people to get to know Christ better. But then hearing his talk it was just like validating, but also very instructive. And so it was just awesome. And then it says, We learn to see them, we learn to see him by serving him. For how knoweth the man, the master, whom he has not served. And that's Mosiah 513. And he quoted that. So I really love that. Okay, then President Oaks he gave an awesome talk as well. And he said that the gospel of Jesus Christ challenges us to become something. Now, I feel like I've heard that somewhere and it's probably his other talk, but at the same time, I'm like, I know that we have not heard, this is not the first time we've heard this. He says, choices and plan. I really love his talk because he talked about the plan of salvation, the degrees of glory and our choices. And he says how, uh, our realized desires based on choices. We realize our desires based on the choices we make every day. Like, what are those things that I'm doing every day? And then he reminds us that we will gain what we have chosen. We will gain what we have chosen. Oh, it's just so good. So many good things. Um, and the Pro- family proclamation defines mort- mortal relationships where the most important. Eternal relationship is valued. Um, Lesser than the celestial where we're comfortable to abide. He said that that's where the terrestrial is. Is lesser than the celestial but where we're comfortable to abide. And he talked about how mortal life is just a nanosecond. But what a crucial nanosecond it is. And not what we have done but what we have become. Right? So, and he just talks a lot about choice. I think because of who he is. Oh, you want that ladybug, hold on. And I think especially now the youth are all about choices and making sure that they're choosing. And so I think it was such a great reminder that President Oakes says that it is in our hands. It is all of our choice and we get to choose and that choice matters. Um, and how it's going to lead us to think celestial and we can be celestial or to not okay um and then we have elder Choi, and he talked about being happy also and to stay on the covenant path and when we follow satan we give him power but when we follow christ he gives us power and i thought that was a really powerful reminder um to remember that and then i didn't get to write down a lot of Elder Christopherson's things, but the one thing that he talked about is that no one can be exalted alone. And he quoted uh, President Nelson for, for that one. And then Elder Ronald A. Rasvan. he talked about gathering Israel and um, how we need missionaries and specifically senior missionaries and how it'll bless your life. And to have a desire to serve. And his parents served in the Fort Lauderdale mission. And it was so funny because he talked about the Familia Guzman. And I promise we have a Familia Guzman in our ward in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. But I'm like, I wonder if that's who he was talking about. I don't know. And then there was a picture of them and they kind of looked familiar, but they're probably all old. And so now I don't know. Anyways, I gotta ask my mom about them. But uh, five day, he did one of the Familia Guzman, one of the girls, um, took the Book of Mormon challenge that he gave and told her to read the Book of Mormon. But then she read it in five days. And I was like, whoa, five-day Book of Mormon challenge. That's insane. I've never tried that. I've tried 24 hours. I've tried 10 days. The 10 days is so hard. I've tried 30 days. I've tried 86 days. I've tried 90 days. I've tried 60 days. So anyways, I really like challenges. So I might be doing that five-day Book of Mormon challenge soon. Okay, and then uh bolster talked about how the senior missionaries can bolster small branches and how the Lord will have need of me. And he said, let's see, a mission might be the best chapter in a couple's life. And I'm excited about serving a mission with your dad. So um, I guess it's if you're 50 and up, I think that's the requirement. And if you're 50 and up and you don't have any... Um, children under the age of 18 in your home, you can serve a mission. And I was like, "Ah, oh, come on. Why can't we do that right now? We'll just go. We'll just go on our mission right now. And I was telling dad that there's a lot of people in Europe that don't have faithful saints that need some leadership. And I'm like, we could just move to Portugal. We could just move there. And we can make a difference over there. <laughs> so anyway, this is... Super fun, and let's see, next. Dude, this is gonna take a while, though. Feels like I better hurry up. Okay, so Elder Bednar, oh, Elder Bednar, he's the first one. Remember I told you warm fuzzies? I could've done two pages on him, but I was like, let's keep it to one page, because there's three by five parts. So he said, those of the last wagon, all who are not less serviceable. And he was talking about how the last wagon people were not uh, super popular, and there's nobody named And if you feel like you're not popular or known, that's okay because the Lord sees us and and he sees what we do. And then he went off to say, went off to say all those awesome things and um, how we fulfill our callings and our covenants and um, how everything is spiritually essential and rigorously and righteously rigorous. (laughs) And... How we need to come unto him, but coming unto him might not be the easiest path, but will be well worth it. In the end, he will help guide us, and we are in the path of our duty. Uh, Nursery and primary leaders are amazing who minister to a child, and we wrestle with children in sacrament meeting, and we do all those things because we are in the path of our duty. And I just thought his message was just so loving loving. And so needed, um, and they of the last wagon are the strength of the Savior's restored church. So if that's the case, then we are the strength of his church now. And I thought it was so so interesting coming from him because normally we kind of get a little bit more love from Elder Holland, but since Elder, Elder Holland actually wasn't at conference today, he, or yesterday and this weekend, he did not feel well enough to go. And so I love that it was Elder Bednar Pretty awesome. Um, okay. And then Sister Amy Wright, she did, um, she talked about the 10 Virgins story and how we need to nourish daily and how she had cancer um, and how. Uh, the adversary was trying to make her think that she needed to hurry and go home and hurry and teach her kids all these things about um, about Jesus Christ and about his gospel and about testimony and about temples and about all these things because Jesus Christ was instilling panic in her. But then she remembered that she had, and then, and then she remembered um, all the things she'd already done, talked about Jesus Christ and went to church and did all the things. And give, and shared testimony and strengthened testimonies of her kids and everything um, and how she wasn 't late at teaching them she, it had been a process of time of teaching them, and that they knew, and that that 's what she means by nourishment happens daily because we can 't just go out and do it on all in one day hold on we can't share our oil, but we can share our, his light, um, and they shall come again from the land of thy enemy. I love that because sometimes we lose hope, but we have that think celestial or overview, uh, view, then we're going to be able to know that they will come back from the land of our enemy. And he's the reason why it is never the end of our story. It is never the end of our story. Um, So, love that. Okay, and then Neil L. Anderson, he spoke about tithing. But something that he said was, all that we have and all that we are come from God. And isn't that so important for us to remember, especially with tithing? Okay, and then we have Elder Gary E. Stevenson. And he said, he talked about sports and... God-given gifts are refined by practice and hard work. So just like our gifts, um, as we're gifted in sports, um, that is um, how we can refine our gifts is by practicing and putting in the hard work. And that spiritual gifts are the same. And um, they need and gifted, and there's gifted performers as well who go through painstaking and high, highest levels of. Uh, rigorous training and hard work as well. And he says, exercising spiritual gifts includes spiritual exercise. <laughs> and I love, 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 love that because you guys know that his gifts that he's talking about is we're going to uncover our gifts, right? So we are unearthing and uncovering as part of our crush framework. And the S means we're going to practice using our spiritual gifts in the comfort of our own home or in the comfort of people who we know and love and then we can go out and use them and then he says listen and act on promptings so that's the h heed hasten to heed the lord's promptings because he magnifies those gifts that we that he has given us when we use them for serving others in the way that he knows that we can and said uh that in order to use our gifts and develop them more and practicing and exercising our gifts. It's stand in holy places, stand with holy people, listen to the spirit and testify of holy truths. Those were his top four things. Um, Okay. And then we have elder Godoy. And he said uh, to, he talked about a family being sealed in the Lima temple. And, you know, whenever they speak of temples in Peru, I'm always like, huh? You know, I always listen. Um, and it says the decisions of today affect our future. And um, it was a simple question that somebody asked him, are you a Mormon? And instead of getting offended or whatever, they had great conversation. And he was able to help them. Be baptized and then also see them sealed in the Lima temple. So be more valiant and less lukewarm. And he said, don't be the weak link. So when Christ puts people in your path to share your testimony, do it no matter what. Because you might be able to affect someone's life forever. Okay. Then we have um, Elder Jan E. Newman. And he shared... I. I apparently took a lot of good notes on his. He said to build his house, build our house upon the rock. But the the guy who built his house upon the rock built it a deep foundation. He built, he dug deep, and so deep dig deep, dig deep until we find him. Rising generation couldn't understand and did not believe, so they fell away, and they became a separate people as to their faith. So they did not have enough to be. It's not enough to have traditions. They have to be converted. This is not a Sunday-only topic. Do And I like that. Doing much better than you think you are. And how can we instill a desire to follow Jesus Christ? We preach of Christ. We talk of Christ. We write of Christ. So that our children may know to whom they need to go for a remission of their sins. Uh, what looks like feasting on the words of Christ to you. Um, teacher council meetings for parents was something else I stood out and I was like, well, yes, I remember those. Okay. And then Jaquene Costa, he talked about the full name of the church and we don't wait to come to Jesus until we are perfect. We come to Jesus because we need help to be perfected. Okay. I like that. Um, those days, uh, we forget to remember him are but there's oh he, sorry there's those days where we forget to remember him but he remembers us always and then covenants are not transactional they are transformational and i like that so much and then not why we not why me but what for so one of his uh friends that he met was his daughter got hit by a train because teenagers pushed her in the train because they wanted her phone and then it cut off her leg which is ridiculously sad and so depressing i can't even imagine the pain um that both the family and her felt right and so they have not been, they have been really awesome about it. And instead of asking why me, they ask what for. Um, she said that the, the little girl said that she wanted to leave, but instead she clinged to him. And um, because he gave her power in her weakness and Christ can give us power in our weakness. And that's just such a good example. Okay. And then um, Addison de Paula Pareya. Endureth to the end. Our conduct will be uh, loving. Our conduct will be a loving testimony of our Redeemer. um, And testify more of Jesus Christ. And that was so good. And then guess who got to speak? Our favorite, don't miss this gal, and it's Sister Emily Bell Freeman. She's now the Young Women General President, so, which is so p- fantastic, I think. Um, she had to, she uh, broke her foot and had to walk with crutches and a knee scooter while walking the trail, the Jesus Trail in Jerusalem. And her guide said that she couldn't, but then she replied that there's nothing stopping her from trying. And so then, of course, she, her guide said, sure. And then, her guide was so kind and tied a rope on her knee scooter and pulled her the whole way. And I was like, wow, what an example of Christ-like love for sure. Especially on that Jesus trail. She said that without her, she could never have done it. Um, And he was bruised and broken for us and allows us to walk with him. And she talked about, there's a five finger promise. I am with you from uh, uh, the Lord, from the, the Five Finger Promise from the Lord. I am with you. I will keep you safe. I will bring you home again. What is going on? Guess what? I have just reached five miles. I don't know what happened. So I've been walking for a really long time. I guess I'm not allowed to walk any further. <laughs> the thing just stopped right on its own. Okay. Okay. Well, I don't know what happened and we're going to stop walking because I guess we're supposed to stop walking, but really quick. Um, and I will, what did I say, I will keep my promise to you. Okay. So the five finger promise was I am with you. I will keep you safe. I will bring you home again. I will not leave you. I will keep my promise to you. Um, and that is a covenant relationship and he won't leave us and we are, but as he won't leave us as we are, but wants to lift us to where he is. And she said that it is not the course alone that will exalt us. It is the companion. So powerful, right? Okay. So now we have, um, Oh, and I liked what she said that she chooses to have a committed relationship with Jesus Christ because of the blessings that have come to her. And she knows that if we choose that, that can come to us too. And then elder M. Russell Ballard, he talked so much about the first vision and Joseph Smith and how um, he loved that Joseph Smith had a mom and a dad and a family who believed him and was so supportive um, that would allow him to continue to share his vision and testimony. And um he said that it's because we have joseph that we have the gospel restored and he was so grateful for that and then oh and he talked about how he needed he went to his eye doctor and he told him he couldn't read the teleprompter but he told him it was because his eyes were old (laughs) and i'm like oh man tell me about it okay so then elder uchtdorf uh told elder ballard that he might not have 2020 physical vision but he has 2020 spiritual vision. And he talked about the prodigal son and how the prodigal son was living life on his own terms, hashtag living my best life and hashtag should have done this sooner, but then things run money runs out. And then the friends he thought were his friends are no longer his friends. And I just love that elder elder Uchdorf was, um, doing some scriptural speculation, like I do, and was just like trying to, you know, see and see what the prodigal son was kind of going through. And from based on the story that we have, right. Um And how coming back is not the easiest thing that we will ever do. Um, b- because it isn't an easy thing to do and he gave us the point of view of the dad and then he gave us the point of view of the older son but uh prodigal son he gave us the point of view of the prodigal son the most and then he told us how heavenly father will run to us and i just i love that vision you know the fact that heavenly father is running to us he's sending us his only begotten son to bring us back home and doing everything he can in his power are we doing everything we can that we can in our power to come back to him okay um then we have bishop christopher waddell and he talks about uh choosing jesus and and we thank god for our rescue And we admire men and women, but if we hero worship bloggers and sports, sportsmen and athletes and influencers or others, it will be an unhealthy way. Um, In an unhealthy way, then they become our idols and they are no longer just people that we uh, are being a good example to us, but they become an idol to us and anything or anyone who takes us away from our, Um, hero, Jesus Christ is bad and is an, is idol worshiping. Um, so choose the right hero. Jesus Christ is our hero and our King. If we have not chosen Christ in the kingdom of God first, it won't matter in the end what we did choose. Um, there will be gods and heroes, many, but only one who guarantees to deliver. And I just love him. So choose him. Choose Jesus Christ. Then um, President Henry B. Eyring, he said that we can be taught and learn from the Spirit line upon line. Truth, encouragement, and direction is what the Spirit will give us. Um, The third time we can't survive without the comforting, guiding, and influence of the Holy Ghost. And that was the third time that um elder or president nelson was quoted because he says he says that a lot um and or he said that in his other talk in general conference and then of course three different times it's been quoted in this general conference and then how to teach them about the holy ghost um i have come to know what it takes he has come to know what it takes to learn the language of the holy ghost and you know line upon line Go and do, be led by the spirit minute by minute. You can't, again, you can't know God without following his promptings. Um, You're not going to recognize the spirit's promptings if you don't go and do the spirit's promptings. The first or, you know, several times that you get those promptings, You you have to follow those promptings so that you will recognize them as promptings um when we offend the spirit then we might uh want to rethink what we are doing um daily repentance is the pathway to purity and purity leads to power i love that uh daughter oh and then he shared a sorry he shared a story about a daughter moving away um from parents but then that the parents prayed a lot and um she was about to make a bad choice but then uh her two home teachers uh were also had a dream and almost almost I'm finished walking had a dream and and they knew that they needed to go visit her and so they visited her and fled with her to not uh take the next step that she was going to take because it was not going to be a good one and so then it was a good thing that those uh, home teachers followed their prompting uh to help this girl, so because it made a difference in their lives and or it made a difference in their lives, but it also made a difference in her life and Then we have elder del G. Renland talks about hidden treasure don't miss the mark um, and how he almost got run over, but his mom pulled him out of the streets and sometimes it feels like that's what we're doing with our kids where we're just trying to keep them from getting run over not necessarily at the street but you know um but by life's choices and he is he is our mark okay and then val Val, valley valley cordon um elder valley cordon i remember him he says Um, talking about how when we hold a newborn baby in our arms, it is, you know, like so special. Um, And the responsibility of being parents. And I really liked his, he said, faith in Jesus Christ should be the core of our children's testimonies. We teach children when we spend time with them, faith in Jesus Christ should be the core. Intentional, we need to be doing intentional parenting. We cannot wait for conversion to happen to our children um, because Sister Corden, Sister is it Sister Corden? No, I don't remember who, but he said that she said that um, accidental conversion is not a principle of the gospel of Jesus Christ and we are not called to be parents to sit on the sidelines as our children learn about how to develop testimonies. We are not here to just witness them, but to rear them up and be examples and teach them and help them. Um, and I like that intentional parenting, Kate. Okay? And then Elder John C. Pingree Jr. He talked about how his family went and served as mission president in somewhere and he had a young child and they were he challenged everybody to learn missionary names and so that it would be cool to like get to know uh everybody's name beforehand so that they could feel you know loved through them knowing their name anyway so <laughs> i guess when they showed up their their youngest son was like hey what's up jan and what's up robert and what's up uh Peter and, you know, just like using all the missionaries' first names. <laughs> then he had to pull his son aside and was like, Hey, um, yeah, we're we're gonna need to use we we're gonna need to use their 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 name like elder and sister. And I guess he said, Yeah, but I thought you wanted us to memorize their names. And it was so funny because he Show that that's an example of like showing a desire to uh, to do what's right without knowing all the full details you know, and sometimes we try and do the same as the Lord's children. We hear a commandment or we do or we're doing something because we think it was a commandment that way, and we're not doing it the way the Lord intended us to do it. But we're still trying our best to be obedient. And so we need to just be patient with each other as we do that. And um, he did what he thought was best based on his understanding of the instructions. And so sometimes we don't understand the instructions so good. And sometimes our level of conversion is different than others. And he said that love without truth is hollow. And so, you know, we need to make sure that um, we're not being harsh with those that we love because they're not doing things exactly the way they're supposed to do them or the way that we think that they need to do them, like, if that makes sense. Okay, Um, and then, okay, so we only have three more, four more, okay? So this will be good okay uh k j kemo esplin um talks a lot about japanese uh the japanese uh needing to go to the temple and how 161 people went to the temple and they went to the temple in hawaii and how the people of hawaii even though it would be a tra- traumatic experience for the hawaiians to receive japanese uh people into their land how they were still very forgiving and loving towards them because they uh, knew Jesus Christ because they had Christ in their life. They were able to move past that and, and they were uh, rewarded for keeping covenants with God. Um, and I thought that was neat. And I think I've heard that story before and I thought, wow, that those Hawaiian peeps are amazing. And those Japanese saints are awesome too for, you know, making that trip to to the temple because that was the closest temple. Now they have their own temple and they announced another temple. Oh no, I'm sorry. And they announced another temple and President Nelson announced another temple just barely. He announced 20 temples this past time. Can you believe that? Okay, and then we have Elder Garrett W. Gong and he says that he knows us better and loves us more than we know or love ourselves. And it's true how much the Lord loves us and when there's three languages of the gospel of Jesus Christ, warmth and reverence, service and sacrifice and covenant belonging. Um, And he, Oh, he was the one, he was the one who told the story about my heart is converted. Please be patient as my skirts catch up (laughs) to the, to the new member. Okay. And help each other feel appreciated. We always go where we are called, Uh, excuse me, nurture connection and fight isolation, word social and service, um, word social and service activities can bring us together with love and unity um, and we can feel valued and included. I love that because he was just validating the fact that I love to gather together and have parties but they don't need to be super crazy they don't need to um be all elaborate they can be so simple and that's awesome okay and then Gerard Carrier he said um the first and foremost I am a child of God I love that because he talked about how Uh, We have identifiers in these times like these times we're struggling and we're having identifiers but how the Lord uh, doesn't like identifiers except for one because identifiers divide us but the I am a child of God is the only truth that really matters and he talked about how he was a surgeon or he was different things I don't think he was a surgeon he was different things in life like he is this but he you know he was this for his career but that only helped him make money but that's not who he is and and, or that doesn't define who he is and um talked about how there were different he, he just did a really great job of talking about um how all those things are not who he is but he is a child first and foremost he is a child of god and we are all from the same origin and the same and have the same limitless potential through jesus christ and we need to see others through christ 's eyes, and the gospel allows us to see others through that same lens and how we speak about others matters, and the way we treat each other is a direct reflection of how we love Jesus Christ and that that's just powerful, I love it okay, and then uh let 's see, I think I already read this one, okay, so I guess we 're done, so those were the ones that stood out to me um and and I think it was so great to just be able to kind of reflect on that. Oh, and one last quote the temple covenants are gifts from Heavenly Father. And that was from uh Elder Esplin also. And anyway, just so many, so many good things. I would suggest you go and listen to General Conference in the next six months and work on those things that you have been prompted to work on, just like I will go work on those things that I was prompted to work on. And together, we will ascend together. And I love you. Thanks for listening to this recap of General Conference that I want to keep for myself, um, because I want to be reminded of the things that Uh, Stood out to me in my heart while I was listening to prophets, prophet and apostles of the Lord and people who really love us, who have been called by Jesus Christ, but whom we don't know. And that has always been like the thing that's curious to me. It's like, how do they, how do they know? How do they love us so much? How do they know what we need to hear? How do they know this? And it's only because of Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ gives them that love for us and they're able to show that love just like that sister um, that did that for me and was my visiting teacher at the time. She shared her love with me even though she didn't know me at all and but she loved me because Christ loves me. And I'm grateful that you guys, that we were all able to have General Conference together because you guys are my favorite people. (coughs) We'll see you later. Um, I leave these things in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen.